Hey everyone, grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Tuesday, March 24th, and today I'm going to tread on dangerous ground. Um, I'm going to bring up something that is not really spoken of that much, but the writers of scripture seem to be okay with bringing it up and teaching on it, so as a pastor, I should too. I want to talk about the discipline of God. Now, you can pause this right now if you want and try to find another podcast, maybe something way more soothing than this. But for those of you who really want to grow, that want that want like every opportunity to learn and become more mature, more Christ-like, keep listening. Yesterday, I, uh, I disciplined my daughter for the first time. Well, that's not entirely true. Yesterday was the first time I disciplined her and she understood it as discipline and began to cry. I was in my study and she was with me on the ground playing. And every once in a while, she would uh, come up to me and want to see what I was working on. And so I would pick her up and she'd sit on my lap and um, she would lose interest as soon as she knew she couldn't type on my keyboard after multiple attempts. So then I put her back on the ground and she would play again. So she was walking around playing in my study and then she discovered the electrical outlet. Now, upstairs in all the house, um, we have outlets and all the all the plugs upstairs, but because she's not down here all that much playing, um, and I use my outlets in my office quite a bit, they're just open and exposed. And she found one, and she started playing with it. And I said, Junie, no, that's dangerous for kids to play with. Don't do that. And I would pick her up and move her away, and then she'd walk over again and do it. And I, and so I resorted to um, to try to startle her, and when she got near it, like I would clap and say no. And that, that typically works for her. She realizes that she can't do it, and she just kind of moves on. But this time she was determined, and she kept on going to it, trying to stick like things inside the electrical outlet, like you know, like kids kind of do. And so when she went for it again, I said no loud, and then I grabbed her arm. And that combination scared her, and she started crying like big alligator tears. I don't, I don't really know if alligators have tears. I don't know why people say that, but it seems right. Like she was just she was crying. And I picked her up immediately, and I was comforting her, and I was explaining to her why she was being disciplined. And she just kept crying. And to be honest, I, as a dad, was heartbroken. I, I was like, this is the first time that she understood I was disciplining her, and I thought I could handle it, and I just didn't handle it well. I mean, I don't know if I handled it well or not. I just was heartbroken. And as she was crying in my arms, and as I was almost crying, and I was praying to God that I didn't crush her little adventurous spirit, I said in her ear, with all the truth I had inside me, that I love her, and I don't want her to harm herself, so I have to make sure she knows she can't play with something that will hurt her very badly. And of course I thought about it for the rest of the day. The feeling I had of discipline, how much mixed motive was behind my action, how I wanted her to learn, and how I wanted her to be protected at the same time. And, of course, I also thought of God. God as Father. How God disciplines us. Now, before I go any further, allow me to clear the air about some things. There are all sorts of examples of suffering. There's all sorts of examples of hardship. And some suffering we go through will be impossible to discern any edu educative value. And the suggestion that God deliberately wills all suffering in order to educate his people is grossly 
insensitive and wrong. So that's not what I'm doing right here. However, to think that all forms of hardship and suffering come into our lives for no reason and we can't learn anything from them would equally be wrong. So allow me to propose to you this. All of us, in one way or another, are going through a form of hardship right now, a form of suffering right now. A lot of it has to do with being at home, being stuck at home, out of love for a neighbor, but being at home, and this is hard. If you are a financial investor or you have money in certain places, it's hard for you. If you work an hourly as an hourly employee and you just lost your job, it's hard for you. We are all in certain ways going through intense suffering. If you are a medical care worker and you're working around the clock with a ton of stress, knowing that the situation is only going to get worse in and around the hospitals, you are going through a form of hardship. And one of the ways, not the way, but one of the ways the scriptures teach us on how to endure suffering is by seeing hardship as a form of discipline from a Father in heaven who loves us. I want to read to you um, this, this scripture in Hebrews 12, and I want to make a few pastoral comments on it, and then I'll close us in a time of prayer and meditation. Hebrews 12, 12 verse 7 says, Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? What this passage is telling us is that we have an opportunity to view and endure the hard things we go through in life as God teaching us and disciplining us. God wrapping his arms around us and saying, I know this is hard. I know this feels like you you can't get what you want right now but I love you so much. I don't want you to harm yourself. I want you to mature and to learn and to understand what can kill you and what can bring you life. And every single thing we go through, there is an opportunity just to ask God, is there a way you're trying to teach me to endure hardship as discipline? So maybe there's an invitation here in our hardship to see what we might learn and be taught as God's children, to endure this hardship as discipline. Now, what I'm not asking you to do here is to focus on what you did wrong. I'm asking you to focus on what you can endure and learn. I'm not asking you to seek out a one-for-one, something like, oh, because I cheated on my taxes two years ago, the stock market is crashing. That, that's not helpful. That's not what I'm asking you to do. What I think we need to do and I, what I think this text is teaching us is verse 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. But later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. This is what we have to do in hardship. We have to see hardship as something that we are trained by. It's too many times when we look at hardship, we just focus on, on what we did wrong. We can sulk in what we did wrong. We can get bitter by what we did wrong, the mistakes we made. And we're like, I deserve this. I, you know, That's not how the scriptures teach us to look at hardship. If we look at hardship as discipline, we, we have to focus on how we're being trained by it. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. But later on, however, it produces 
a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it, for those who have been trained by it, for those who have been trained by it. How do you see our hardship, your hardship, our collective hardship right now as something that we can be trained by? Does that make sense? It's painful at the time, but as we endure this sort of hardship, it produces in us righteousness and peace if we allow ourselves to be trained by it. To be trained by it means we can't just sulk, which is a temptation of some when they're disciplined. That was me when I was a kid, sometimes even now. When I was disciplined as a kid, I sulked. I like, fine, I don't want anything that you have. I don't want, I don't want to even live, you know, that sort of thing. We also can't, when we're, being, when we're going through things that are hard, we can't entrench ourselves in bitterness. And we also can't numb out, which is probably the biggest temptation in going through hardship. And we can't see God as an invisible version of our earthly parents. And this is where we're all close. See, some of us may come from an abusive home. I came from a home that many, including my therapist, would call abusive. My dad tells me almost every time I speak to him on the phone that he, how he wishes he wasn't so hard on me when I was a kid. So I get it. When we think of a father disciplining, we think of abuse. But that might have been your earthly father, and he was wrong. Your heavenly father doesn't do that. Verse 10, it says, Our earthly parents disciplined us for a little while as they thought was best. And a lot of our parents were wrong. I will parent wrongly. And I don't think I did today, yesterday, but I will in the future. Because I think I will discipline as I think is best. But God, it says, disciplines for our good. You see the, the contrast there? Our, our parents disciplined on what they thought and they discipline us in what they thought was best. But God not only knows what's best, but he does it for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. This is the hope of discipline. This is the hope of enduring the hardship that we're going through right now as a form of discipline so that we can be trained by it. There are all sorts of invitations from the Father to be trained in and through this time of hardship. So I want to close with the Our Father prayer. When Jesus asked his disciples, when Jesus was asked by his disciples how to pray, he said, pray like this. We'll close. You can pray this with me out loud if you'd like to. Um, You can just listen to me pray this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.